Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's gonna throw! Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They his buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British. We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable. What an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20. Down. Touchdown. Kentucky. Jesus, Rash. Get it together. Yeah, it's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Happy Thursday to you, December 7th, 2023. You're listening to Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. The gang all here, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen, but it wouldn't be the gang on a Thursday without Corey Price. He also is here. Welcome in, everybody. Nick Roush, how are you? I'm doing well this morning. Doing well. Very excited to be here after uh, I really needed the refresh button last night. Um it's just it's been a slog with the uh, portal and everything happening. So I'm glad that I uh, stopped at Thornton's today. Got me a little croissant, which, uh, as I've informed Scoots, I am a croissant guy now. I was a burrito guy for the longest time. I've made the move to croissants, and uh, I fueled up with the uh, House Reserve coffee, just a little bit of sugar off the top. It's very delicious, very tasty. Stop in at Thornton's today. Fuel up and text in the Thornton's text on five zero two four one four. 1450. You know what? I'm, I'm going to skip Corey and Scoots because, TJ, I feel like we often miss the chance to ask you, how are you doing? Well, that's buddy? nice. I'm doing I'm doing fine. Everything good, productive. We're, we're Unless I want to put additional Christmas lights outside, I'm done with Christmas decor all the way, ornaments on the tree, trees working, nice. all that good stuff. We do a fake tree. Although we had some issues with the Wi-Fi where we couldn't control it, so it was all sorts of weird, like, it was its display color, so it oh, just changed every two seconds. Of course, it has to be connected to Wi-Fi. It couldn't just, like, be a button that you press. Well, you get cool designs and stuff like that, but of course. Uh, yeah, you're, like, you're, my, you're my right. mom, she got a new dishwasher, and she's like, I, why do I have to have it Wi-Fi connected? Can I not just push the button that says... The dishwasher? Dishwasher, washer, dryer, like, everything can be Wi-Fi connected. So, like, the issue is, if you ever change routers or get new internet or upgrade your internet, all that stuff just goes haywire. <laughs> it's so like, whoa, hold on a second. We're doing what? Switching to who? No, I can't. I cannot do that. I just don't. Not everything needs to be on the internet of things. We do not have to have everything connected to everything. Just give me the button. And then when my kid figures out the button on the lights like he did, you have to find a good way to hide it. Like, we have underneath the little... Uh, you know, like the runners or whatever you call it that covers like the bottom of the tree? Yeah. Yes. We've, I, yeah, we've skirts, got ours. Whatever. Yes, there we go. Skirt. That's the right way. Yeah, I, I've so what that's a that's a parenting thing, Corey. Kids trying to just get into every decoration, Halloween, Christmas, you name it, they're touching it. We do just like the let them burn out on it. 
strategy. You can't do it on everything. If it's something like sharp or expensive or dangerous yeah. or something. But like we just kind of let her go to town on whatever she wants, and then she'll just get sick of it. Yeah. And then, like, it's there permanently. The, the one problem we have is the dishwasher. Like, because, <laughs> like, you know, like, I actually, and I don't mind a lot of times, especially if I'm unloading it and the bottom rack's empty. Like, dude, pull that thing out. I don't care. We'll do whatever you want. Splash. What? But it's whenever there's a bunch of dishes in there, and he's yeah. just wanting to jingle jangle there's some things that are nerve-wracking like the hot stove and the iron those we were like okay you know we gotta maybe actually we take the knobs off of our oven yeah that's that (laughs) (laughs) there's very rarely you'll find uh, knobs on the actual oven i'm doing great week is going by quickly which is good when uk is only doing the once a week basketball sort of deal so that's all i can really ask for i'm doing well thank you for asking scoots how are you i always like to make our guests go last i'm good um no, I'm good. I didn't get a lot of sleep last night. Back to back nights of under eight hours. So, oh. I don't know. I don't know what I did the other day by jinxing myself. But yeah, I did the thing last night where I watched Survivor, and I never. TJ, you might appreciate this because I think you watch Amazing Race, right? Oh yeah. So I've never really watched a whole season of Amazing Race, but for whatever reason, this season, every time it comes on after Survivor. It just I don't change the channel, and I've like <laughs> let's I've, go. I've, yeah, CBS got you. I have inadvertently watched probably the last five six episodes of Amazing Race. So I also like the idea. Maybe you're just too lazy to get up or change the channel. You're just like ah, leave it going. Well, no, I mean I got the remote right beside me, so I can make that change if I want. I've just I, I don't know. They've kind of drawn me in. And then last night it's been I'm a great watching. Season. Last night I'm watching, and they're down to the final four, and I'm like, well, I, I gotta watch now. I've, I'm already this committed. Maybe it was that little redhead drew me in. She's she was. Kind oh my of gosh, a she's so annoying. She is annoying, but she's kind of a daddy. Cutie. Hurry yeah. up, dad! <laughs> poor dad's like seventy two year, two years old, about ready to croak over and die at any second. She's like, dad, up a few more steps, come on. Dad's like, I'm dying, kid. And she's like, shut up, dad. Please, we're gonna lose. I would just if I was that dad, I would have been so far out of the race so long ago. Yeah. Great season of Amazing Race. For great sure. season of Survivor. We won't talk about him because we got to ask Corey Price how he's doing. He's been sitting here twiddling his thumbs. Corey, how are you? I'm doing swell. Uh, hung out with my uh, nephew last night, so that was fun. Well, that's very fun. What'd you yeah. do? You, you, we know the movie because we already asked, or the Christmas show, yeah. the, the Christmas program. It was Charlie Brown last night. Did you watch that with the nephew? Uh, no, that was uh, after. Okay. Yeah. Uh, we went to uh, Chick Fil A, which is always a awesome place. Then went to Malibu Jacks. Did some. Uh, wow. That, that is. Uh, some, uh, do the putt putt. Our arcade now. Just just the arcade. Just the arcade. Yeah. Nice. That sounds we, awesome. That sounds yeah. like a real nice. That's Wednesday. a that's a fun. I went that's there for the first time last week. Fun place. Sounds like your uncle in for an award. <laughs> uh, you know, just being being modest. You know, that's all. <laughs> <laughs> uncle of the year. Yeah, old unk. A special what, did, award. What does he? Even. What does he call you? Is it Uncle Corey? Uh, yes. Okay. Correct. Oh, I should say a major award. You're uncling for a major award. A major award. Maybe something that's a little fragile. I was very bummed to miss the Christmas trivia last week, Corey. Uh, uh, it, it was it was great. But uh, there's always next year, I guess. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Nick was uh, pretty pretty awesome at it the last week, honestly. I was impressed with the way Roush handled himself in in Christmas trivia, especially with no help 
Absolutely not. No help. And I got that, three brings, questions. Thank you very much. That brings the camera back over to our buddy Scooch. You, you didn't did even. Get you Ernest didn't even know to Orlando. You didn't even know the Grinch's dog's name, Roush. Yes, I did. I asked you so to like see if you could know anything oh, about just, Christmas were, at all. You were just trying to build me up so you can bring me in here today and tear me down. Well, it was a lot of it was tear you down then when you didn't know. <laughs> Admittedly, he was saying like, "All right, Scooch, easy one here. You got this. You can, <laughs> you, you can do this one." He was kind of putting it up on a tee there for you. Uh, well, good. Well, I, 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 I'm excited to see what you have in store for us today. Classic KRC curse. We get off the air, Roush, and boom, Brock pops. Brock pops. Brock. It's time to rock with Brock. Wait, so that happened since the show yesterday? I think it was like right when we got off the air. It, I mean, like almost. The, day, the days are getting long, Mr. Sports Talker. Because <laughs> uh, the thing about the transfer portal is it's like just when you think you know something, things change, right? And it just... Guys trending up, others trending down, new targets emerge. Um, you know, visits will actually start tomorrow, so we don't have to like say, well, he's expected to visit this weekend, but then like, oh, actually, plans have changed. Things move fast, they move quickly, and that was the case for quarterback Brock Vandegriff, who announced his decision less than 48 hours after entering the transfer portal that he will be a Kentucky Wildcat, former five-star talent he'll be the highest ranked player in the internet era to ever be on the wildcats roster he was the number 22 talent in the 2021 recruiting class fourth ranked quarterback uh, good ball player moves well a lot of mobility live arm um, he's got the physical traits but tj uh, everybody you talk to and ask him all right so what's 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 the matter with this game and really it's just well he got beat out by a future nfl guy so he needs more live reps and there's nothing that else that can really like he couldn't get that to Georgia. That's why he's moving on. Yeah. He, he needs to get the live reps for his development, um, and he's going to get them. Because in uh, week three next year, he's going to face his former team. So we quick talked, turnaround. We said that game was going to be two or three yesterday, and we found the final answer on that. It will be week three, so it'll be what uh, opening game against Southern Miss, South Carolina, Georgia, and then I think another cupcake. It's a, it's a big start. Yeah, oh, I mean, Ohio's the fourth cupcake. Ohio. There so, there you go. There there you have it to start the season. Uh, and then Vandergriff's dad said that he's he's going to be a two-year player. He needs he needs, he needs, him. He needs yep. 20 starts, he thinks, to be prepared for the next level. So this could be the future of UK's quarterback as Texas and Oklahoma join the SEC next season. Corey, can you rock with Brock? Or can you Brock with the Rock? Yeah, uh, he has amazing hair, which is always a plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, fit in well with this radio show. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Uh, I mean, you know, he's a five star. Um, you know, if he's if he's pushing uh, Carson to to be a starter, he's obviously got some talent. So I'm looking forward to it for sure. Yeah, Beck Beck uh, has done a fine job. Georgia, I don't think it's ever really going to be the quarterback that's the star of the team. It's more, not game managers probably doing them a little bit of a disservice, but to an extent, game manager, get the studs the ball and, you know, don't blow it. And Georgia's quarterbacks have been able to do that and more during their national championship run, just coming up three points short against Alabama, which is going to end the potential three-peat. We're going to talk more about Brock. Mm-hmm. A texter, I'm I think, sure brings up maybe one of the most important points of the whole thing is for the, I think, the first time in my fandom, Roush, I'm going to get a Brocktober. 
Oh. Let's hope the Caps are like 4-0, 3-1, you know, 5. I think maybe there would be five games played by the time October rolls around. But we're going to get a Brocktober, and that's going to be a lot of fun next calendar season. It is going to be a lot of fun. Hopefully it's better than Brock Osweiler's version of Brocktober. <laughs> um, that was that was not was not very good. Um, but, yeah. I, it's going to be like September 30th. Calendar's going to turn, and this U.K. fan base is going to turn up with it. Well, and big picture-wise, too. Corey, it's nice that they don't have to, instead of do this like one year, we won't be in this situation next year, right? You'll have Brock in place for two years, and then that gives Cutter Bowie time to figure Uh, his stuff out. That's, it couldn't work out any better, honestly, having two years, and then hopefully after two years, Cutter's ready to take uh, the reins, you know? And if not Cutter, Stone Saunders, because he'll have a redshirt season under his belt as well. Yep. Lot to talk about, lot to get excited about. Quarterback position, it's getting better. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about the other positions in the transfer portal. We'll have a we'll have a full show today. But Corey, I'd like to do a little trivia. Yeah. Can we get into it? Of course. Uh before we start, I have to mention uh twenty one years ago today was, in my opinion, my opinion, the best sporting event I've ever attended, uh, although it ended in a loss for my high school. It was male trinity. Oh yeah. In the two thousand two class four A finals. Um the loss 59-56, but still the greatest game I've ever been to. I was there. That was a fun game. Very fun I game. I was watched... too young to really understand how amazing it was, uh, but I I still was even like, oh my gosh, those stats are crazy. Even I was like probably 11 years old, I guess. 2002? Yep. Yeah. yeah. I watched that at a Jillian's. I think it was Jillian's. Now it's uh, Diamonds, I think. Well, I think the Diamonds is closed now as it's well. It's not a Diamond. It's something I, else I, now. I asked my uh, cousin who's of age to go to bars. I was like, is, are Diamonds still a thing? And he's like, I don't think so. I know the one in St. Matthews has a different name, but it's something similar. And then I don't know what the one down by like – back, Yeah, that area. Uh, but it was Jillian's. I watched it there, Corey. Yep. And uh, Weird also was on TV, and I remember like the – Broadcast actually being pretty decent. I don't know Bob about like the early Insight Sports Days or something. WDRB, like that, I believe, right? I think it's on or Fox Sports Fox South. South yeah. 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 I remember as a little like eleven year old, and I played football and liked football, but I was more concerned probably about like getting tokens and playing games. But I will specifically remember that day in that game, all of our uncles and like all of the adults just were fixated to this like Jillian's projecting screen that like the quality like they had a bad bulb so like the quality wasn't great but I just remember all the men in the family were just like could not leave they were like ah I go you're gonna go play games with your kids now and I gotta watch this game this is the most insane thing I've ever seen in my life (laughs) and like we stayed late at that Jillian's for the conclusion of the game just because it was such a wild wild performance and Trinity did come out on top Brom, yeah. the quarterback there, Bush with Mayo, they team up at U of L. But yeah, Corey, that was a heartbreaker for the Bulldogs. But it is wildly, widely, and wildly considered the best high school football game this state has ever produced. Just a few numbers from that game. These are combined, both teams 115 points, 63 first downs, 1,337 yards of total offense, and 1,074 passing yards. Ooh. Wow. The um the funny thing about it too is it was Jeez like please. almost all male almost equaled Trinity's production, but male would have to go on methodical drives and Trinity right. would just score in like three plays. Oh, yeah, they had a <laughs> bunch of one one play drives. It was so frustrating. But yeah, yeah, and it's like hey, hey maybe don't let that guy get behind you safety. Yeah, <laughs> it just kept happening over and over again. Uh, 
That was to um, that was when Bush debuted the uh, the tape on his helmet, and then every kid wanted to tape their helmet yeah. um, next year in football. He was that was amazing. I remember that the, the phenomenon too of just having players of that caliber playing high school football. I mean, TJ's right. Like you had everybody was either watching that game or at that game. There right. wasn't any sort of oh my gosh, and everybody talked about it. Yeah, and then they end up being on the cover of SI, like or Brian was, but it Brian was about was, yeah. Michael Bush too. Like that yeah. was what the the SI cover story was about. Um, so like that that the legend of that game. Uh, if you weren't around to see it, go watch it, uh, and it, you can't even truly um, like appreciate unless you were there just how big of a deal it was it's kind of like the valley sports little league like right. when they won the little league world series it was such a big deal and it's hard to explain to people who weren't around why it was such a big deal but it just was it was the biggest deal ever and so ironic with all the offense the game was decided on uh defense which is crazy so yeah what uh what was the final score in that one again 59 56 59 56 wow yep are you sure that's better than St. X's 97 state championship, 3 nothing win over uh, Trinity? I think it's a little more exciting. I mean, I have put a, a little value on defense, Corey. I don't uh, like the floodgates just being open. Yeah. I think the 3 nothing 1997 state championship game was right there. I really liked Mail the— Mail won uh, in 98, by the way. I was at uh, both those games, actually. You were at the St. X Trinity one in 97? Yep. I bet that yep. one had to be a snoozer. Was, were you at the Bryan Station one? Yep. I, I was did you see at, that story they did on Bryan Station this yeah, week where they showed the, Haskins, the yeah. yeah, that was awesome. Uh, who who was that? Did not see that. Farmer who did that? I think so. I need to probably get it right. But they showed these Bryan Station players, mm-hmm. their dad, playing, and they lost to St. X in 99 right. in yeah. overtime by three. Uh-huh. And they like they showed Alan Cutler calling that game or like doing the highlight package for that game. And they lost by three. St. X on like a fourth and inches, punched it in in overtime to win by three. And they like showed the dad on the ground crying. And that that feature will win some awards. I maybe need to retweet it. It's over now. They played Trinity last week and lost. So they right, get right. the redemption like they were hoping for. But get that game close for a little bit. But uh, yeah, let me ask you a, cor- a trivia question, Corey Price. When was the first year of 6A? 2007. Bang, bang. It was my uh, sophomore year of high school. I went to the four- first year varsity football. I went to the 4A final every year from 96 to 02. And then since then, I've been uh, every year that Mail's been in it. So Gotcha. Yeah. Wow, that's a cool piece of, piece of trivia, piece of history. Uh, don't like Trinity winning so many of the 6A championships. TJ, have, you're in luck, though. If you, if you like that 3 nothing game, we got a... Same result on Thursday night football tonight. Oh, it's going to be a barn burner. All the, the money Pittsburgh is in on the under. Oh, I've I've alt I've outlined the under several times. I've got twenty seven and a half. I've got twenty four and a half. <laughs> oh under it, both of them. It's a thirty point over under tonight for Patriots at Steelers. We'll talk more about that. Corey, let's get into trivia. Sorry, we're taking you down avenues you don't even want to go. <laughs> it's all right. So uh, today is December seventh. So when you hear December seventh, what what do you think of? A day we, which we're living in We talked in about this me. yesterday, St. Nick's Day, obviously. <laughs> Pearl, Day, yes. Pearl Harbor. So these are all about Pearl Harbor. Oh. Uh, not not sports-related, sorry, but you know. Scoots with Abby. Sometimes Scoots' music choices are perfect in the best ways and the wrong ways. Should I switch to Jeopardy? Maybe. maybe. <laughs> Oh, Maybe, mind, just roll with it. Yeah, we, we got right. to do it. Some uplifting. Everybody you know excited. It's been, it's Pearl been, Harbor Trio. It's, it's been 85 years or something like that. You 82 know? years, but close. There we go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, we can. All right, everybody on the edge of your seats. Let's 
Let's get to it. Oh, it's, it won't be bad, I promise. All right, good. And you might learn some things. Who knows? We'll see. Yeah. Uh, on December 7th, 1995, this state officially officially renamed its portion of Interstate 10 as the Pearl Harbor Memorial Highway. I-10. Uh, TJ, do, we, do you know where I-10 is located? Uh, I do. I think it's in between I-9 and I-11. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Scoots knows because it's Jacksonville to L.A. So yep. we're, we've got a very... Um, you can go all the way across the country. On yeah, so it's not a very narrow scope here. <laughs> Does it have uh, a bridge to Hawaii by chance? Uh, probably not. Um, in that case, would, it's probably like Arizona because they have a bunch of retired people that go down there. There's probably large strips, strips of land there that were un. Yeah, it could also marked. just be like L.A. though. You know, San Diego... What, I, I want to go California, but you can go whatever you want. All right, well, I'm Scoots, going Arizona. Go? He's going California. Scoots, what's your guess? Arizona was my first initial thought, but I don't want to be like you guys. I'm going to go Texas. Arizona's okay. a good guess also because I think the Arizona was sunk, maybe. Uh, go on. It's true. Nick is continuing his uh, hot streak. It <laughs> is Arizona. You're right. I mean, that, you it's saying that last set at the end right. about the USS Arizona. It, it's, yeah. it's, a, it's a team win. I'll, I'm happy. We covered our bases. We got it. I'll take just as much credit. <laughs> so... President FDR liked to rest near water, but because of the fears after Pearl Harbor, this inland place was created for him. Yeah, it's that place in Georgia, I'm pretty sure. Uh, something Springs or something yeah, like that. My, uh, he turned it into a big vacation home. Um, um, my uncle, actually, he was a quad, quadriplegic, uh, suffered the accident when he was like 17 or 18, and they sent him down there to Warm Springs, Georgia, and uh, he ended up having to write home and say like, I mean, this was been in the 60s, so like 15 years later, he was like, yeah, the conditions are terrible. There's like maggots that, in my sandwiches I'd and stuff like that. I'd save that letter if that letter still is in the family history, but uh, that's yeah. insane that they yeah. went, that you had a family member that went there. Yeah. Is that right? It's actually Camp David was created because of oh. it Georgia. Uh, Camp David, I think it's in, it's in Maryland. Maryland, I think. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So the president presidential retreat, Camp David I feel like was that's created a trick then. question. He started that Springs place in Georgia. Yeah. It had water. Is it, is it a trick question? It is a trick question. You got it. out on that one, Corey Price. <laughs> Joan, stay back. Yeah, yeah, Get out of yeah, here, Joan. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you yeah. got your girls out of here. Camp David. Uh, okay. He really did get us. Yeah, go, go on. Next one. Next one. Amidst fears of another event like Pearl Harbor, the Rose Bowl in 1942 was not played in the state of California. And what state was the game played in? Ooh, I know this one. You know it? Yeah. That's insane. I don't. Because um... uh, Jen Smith's father played in the game. Oh, wow. That was, uh, she, she had a story about it, um, and the Herald later talked to her dad about it. Um, I believe he since I'm passed, guessing it's but... going to be at like an ACC or a big a Pac-12 school, and they just played it at one of these places. And you may say, like, well, it's probably Pac-12 because they just move it out of there. But I think there was concerns about bombing along the West Coast. So my guess is, Roush, I don't know the answer. I'm going to let you take over. But my guess is it's an ACC school, and they just had it on campus somewhere at an ACC. Which well, is, no, I, mean, I should say Big Ten. You should say I, Big yeah, Ten, but Big you're 10. actually correct. I should say Big Ten. I think it's at a Big Ten school. But you are correct, though, that it was an ACC school. Uh, it was Duke. Yeah, that was a miss, a miss slip of the tongue. Correct. Duke. Well, you, Duke played in the game against Oregon State. Right, but, but what state was, was the game? It would be North Carolina. In? North Carolina. Yeah, correct. Yeah. Yeah, Duke yeah. is not a state. Why was Duke, Duke is playing state, right. in the Rose in Bowl? The Rose Bowl. Oh, yeah, I don't know. I have uh, but no idea. I, I, I specifically remember it just because of Jen's father, who no, I definitely uh, manual grad. My, my thought process was right, but I would have thought it was just a Big Ten school. But I I think what it was is that was obviously before they had these tie-ins. That's true. And Wallace Wade was 
a really good coach. Good point. <laughs> so. Good point. All right, way, way to go, Roush. Roush on fire here. Woohoo! And before you go. This film about the attack on Pearl Harbor was one of the first U.S. films shown in Red China. I don't know it. I don't know it. Uh, I'm going to know it once he says it, but I don't know it. Thing is, though, is are there any Pearl Harbor movies outside of the the <laughs> the Ben Affleck and uh, Josh Hartnett Yeah, one? I think they did, like, one right after the fact. But maybe it's just that one. Maybe it's just Pearl Harbor. Uh, yeah. Cause I, did I he can't... say Red China? Red yeah, China. Which would just... Yeah. One of the first years I've shown in Red China. All right, what is it? Torah, Torah, Torah. Mm-hmm. A, it's an oldie, but but, we'll take but the I, you know, I've heard of that, but that yeah. that isn't one of the OG war movies, like The Longest Day or Bridge Over the River Kwai. Like there, there's that's one of those I don't know. Is that like Republican China? What the hell's Red China? So like Soviet China, yeah. what it is right now? Oh, okay. Because um, communist China, scoots. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, got it. What two countries declared war, war? Sorry, on the U.S. just four days after the attack on Pearl Harbor? Germany. Yep. And Italy. TJ, all right. All right. You know your, all right. Man, we are on it like blue bonnet. You know your U.S. history. The USS Nevada was the only ship present at both Pearl Harbor and this epic event in Europe. Who? Epic uh, event. Yeah. I thought he was going to say other battle, and I was just like, oh, well, midway. But if it's an epic event in Europe, you what would maybe we like the Hindenburg or something? But like, was the boat just chilling over on the side? Like Hindenburg was pre World War Two, though. Yeah. So um, let's think. What's a big event in Europe? The that fall happened? of the Berlin Wall. That, yeah. The only thing is, though, is it's a Again, boat. Yeah. So, just like chilling over off the side. Yeah. Um, was there they, something they, they portage it so it could watch? <laughs> maybe it went through the Suez Canal. Ooh, it's like opening that of the Suez Canal. Yeah, that's a good one. Because yeah. I, I don't I don't have much else that could be an epic event. I like so let's and that's not even all that. It's kind of boring. We're using epic loosely here. What do we got here, Corey? <laughs> the invasion of Normandy. Oh, oh. Yeah. Uh-huh. So Pearl Harbor happens. They put, they drive it all the way around. Was an epic event. Yes, I'd maybe say like major battle or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we we got we got ahead of our skis there. Yeah. All right, yeah. I like where you were thinking. But yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. During World War II, this man took command of the Pacific Fleet after the attack on Pearl Harbor. Oh, uh, was it Mc... McDonough? McDonough? Douglas MacArthur. It was Douglas but I MacArthur? But I don't know if he took over right away, but that would be my guess because I he was just in t- command for so long. I actually think that maybe one other person might have been a stopgap between, but I would just get, say Douglas MacArthur is the guess. Let's... let's- General Douglas Let's go MacArthur. with that, but what is, what is it? Chester Nimitz. Nimitz wasn't going to yeah. get it anyway. Nimitz. Exactly, yeah. yeah there Might was one well other name that I was familiar with with the Pacific Theater, but it wasn't that. So the, I, I'm, That's one of those things where I know loosely about Patton and MacArthur being, like, politicians were actually kind of weary of them because they were so popular and they were so good at their jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, like, there's, like, conspiracy theories that the U.S. might have had some friendly fire to take out Patton. And then they had to demote MacArthur after the war, and there was like a, well, is he actually going to step down or not? Um, so the fascinating men, those politicians love their generals. power. They get real antsy when it's in question. When You're it's exactly in question. Right. Yep. All right, Corey, got us there. I've got uh, several more. If you guys want to take a break, I don't know yeah, I guess that's probably a good idea. Oh, oh, bless you, Scooch. Bless you. Sneeze City over there oh, in the producer room. Thank you. Jeez. All right. Well, Scoots, can we pause the music, come back, take a break, yeah. get more 
Pearl Harbor, December 7th trivia? Absolutely. We'll do that. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Rouse, Justin Kalen, and our special guest, Corey Price. Welcome back to Kentucky Roll Call. I just want to lie on the beach and eat hot dogs. That's all I've ever wanted. Oh no, is the Gator Bowl the same time as the Illinois State game? No, Gator Bowl, noon kickoff, Illinois State, 7 p.m. Okay, good. good. So I wasn't sure of the times on that. We've had multiple crossovers. I remember getting upset. The Tubby High Point game was the day before the Citrus Bowl. Um, but two times, Kentucky Louisville games have been on the same day, one of which was the same time, like last year, and then the other one, horrible. we had like an hour and a half between the Shea Gilgis Alexander coming out party and the Benny Snell ejection ref show uh, by the Pac-12 officials in the Music City Bowl against Northwestern. That one was yeah. okay. Had enough time to get back to Louisville, get to the local watering hole with the with the fellas, watch that game, and have it stolen away from Kentucky with the Benny Snell ejection. So that'll be a fun day. Uh, I saw rare rookies BBN on Twitter tweet out the calendar, and that was the first time that I was like, oh, all right, never mind. What's uh, up with Kentucky's playing the same day? As why? It? Why is there a rare rookies BBN? Why and why is that like is rare rookies an actual entity? I thought that was just the name of an NFL aggregator. I, this so person just, just does Kentucky Wildcat memes, edits, news, stats, videos, recruiting, and more. Go so are they just trying to like capitalize off of the popular NFL rare rookies? Account? You have to ask rare rookies. I'm not yeah. the guy to ask. I don't have the answers, unfortunately. Uh, Corey, you do have the answers to some well, lighthearted no. Pearl he, Harbor trivia. He has the questions. We right. have the answers. That's true. Not always the right answers, unfortunately. Uh, Scooch, by the way, I don't know if you saw this. Uh, the Red signed somebody. I saw that. Candelario? Yeah. I like it. You excited about that? Yeah, I like it. No Soto for you, though. Uh, we can't afford him. Mm, okay. All right, Corey, let's get back to it. How Forgy? A chaplain aboard the USS New Orleans during the attack on Pearl Harbor famously said, Praise the Lord and do this. Cover your ass. Close. Kiss, kiss your butt goodbye or something like that. Uh, Duck cover, something like that. Pass the ammunition. Oh, okay. Praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right. <laughs> yes. Did not know that. Yeah, uh, yeah that that would be. I can see why that, that, yeah. that quote carried the day. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. Wounded during the Pearl Harbor attack, Nurse Annie Fox was the first woman to receive this military medal. Purple Heart. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Oh wow! And I, I, I was like, can I over? Can I outthink myself on this one? That's a good call too, because just women weren't in combat, so that, of course, a surprise attack would be the situation in which a woman would uh, be in the line of to, fire. You tell that to Molly Pitcher. That's right. Of the eight. Battleships damaged in the attack on Pearl Harbor. Only two were never put back into service. What were those two? You mentioned one of them. It was Arizona. Right. And then... Um, this, this other one is also a, uh, a estate as well. Is it like the New Hampshire or something? No. It's... Uh, Maryland. It's definitely a state. 
Right. Yes. Ah, uh, state. Dang it! Now that you mention, no, it was Tennessee was the one because I watched the thing recently where they're like, basically, it should have been much more catastrophic because they completely caught the U.S. off guard, but the Japanese aired and some of their targets, and they just kept pelting. I believe it was the USS Tennessee, like over and over. It was either Tennessee or California, and it's going to make me really mad if it's California. It's California. I'll go Maryland. What is it? It was the USS. Oklahoma. Oh, ah, dang it. Okay. But, I, right. I, but I think that was one they just kept pelting it over and over, and it was like, it's going to sink, and you all just keep hitting it. So well, good. Yeah. Um, didn't didn't get any of their other targets. In this film, Monty Cliff says goodbye to Donna Reed and returns to duty as Pearl Harbor is attacked. I think we made it pretty clear we're not good at Pearl Harbor movies. I was not familiar with Tora, Tora, Tora. The other, other Pearl Harbor movie is I mean, Pearl Harbor. The Donna Reed era, too. I'm not familiar. I know who she is. Not familiar with <laughs> what movies she might have been in. And I know that it was a long before me. So. All right, let's see Pearl Harbor movies. I'll, I, you know what? I'll, I'll Google this one. Let's go Midway. From Here to Eternity. Yeah. Never even heard of it. You want to know some of the other movies that when you. Movies about Pearl Harbor. Midway, The Final Countdown, 1941. Have you From seen Here the- to Eternity. Where. To watch Pearl Harbor, Air Force Pearl Harbor, I bomb Pearl Harbor in December seventh. Have you seen the uh, the remake of Midway, the most recent edition? It's it's good. It's good. It's very good. Worth yeah. the worth it's the watch. It's also a great small town as well. It, it is, is a great yeah. small town. I Wonderful. Can, I can I, confirm. I once did a little. I think you can maybe still find the video on YouTube. I did a little Christmas special about YouTube and or, uh, about Midway and the was holiday that for Al Cross's uh, uh-huh. class. Yeah, <laughs> it sure was. <laughs> and my buddy Garrett Weimer basically edited the entire thing for me. Shout out Shout to Garrett Weimer. Is he still at KYT? He sure is. You bet your good, good for him. Yeah. He was my dorm mate. We lived right next to each other. A lot of talent in Blanding back in 2009. A lot uh, of talent. Those were the days. The the. <laughs> Project I, I really skated by with, and Al even called me out on it. I went to like story time with the kids at the Midway Library, took pictures. Oh, great. It's like, so you, you took this one because it was easy, right? And he's like, oh, you got me, Al. Important <laughs> journalism. All right, Corey. At, at the time of the attack on Pearl Harbor, this man was vice president of the United States. Oh, and this is a trick question. It's not Harry Truman. Actually, no, it would have been Harry Truman. No, 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 because it was election of 42. Because uh, there was a, I watched this documentary and uh, it was, uh, who's the guy who made oh, Any Given Sunday? Oh, was it the Sunday? guy from uh, the south, the southern guy, Wallace? It, you're, are you thinking of George Wallace? No, Henry Wallace, I think was the vice there president. There you go, that's it! But I don't know the time yeah. I just no, know yeah, he you was would've. the vice it was, president. Because there was a big documentary that yeah, Oliver Henry Stone Wallace. did about the conspiracy to take Henry Wallace out and put in H- Harry Truman instead. To be but the I am thinking of George Wallace with but, the South guy. But uh, Henry Wallace, that's got to be right. TJ's right. Yeah, good Henry job, Wallace. TJ. He good was job. actually uh, from what? It was not a South state. I don't know where I don't know, but yeah. um, Oliver Stone made it seem like Henry Wallace, much more qualified than Harry Truman. To uh, take over the country, but, uh, maybe. But that was also kind of conspiracy. Maybe was super left wing documentary maybe. that I watched in college. Maybe, maybe was. All yeah. right. Who was the director of the 2001 film Pearl Harbor? Pretty sure it's Michael Bay. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, I'm Bay. Michael Bay. I think that, he, was, that was quick. Yeah. And you, you, yeah. You're right. You're right. Because it, it, it was it, it it felt like a Michael Bay movie. <laughs> the lot, I think people were like, yeah, not happy with that movie. Yeah, and especially because the the timing at which it came out, it was uh, twenty four on Rotten Tomato. Yeah, and that was right when the the veterans of that time were. It was kind of like their 
Shepherds is there. I mean, there's there's still veterans alive, but right that they were in like their 70s then, uh-huh. 60s and 70s then. So they were gonna get to enjoy it. Instead, half the movie was just some stupid love story. You know? It was like it was. a very very stupid love story. John Belushi starred as Captain Wild Bill Kelso in this film about hysteria gripping America after the attack at Pearl Harbor. I'll give you a hint. It's one of the movies you uh, you uh, <laughs> bring up that listed. list of movies that I had said. <laughs> one stripes. No, yeah, not, I don't think I mentioned that one. No, yeah. Um, let me pull it. Wasn't okay. Could it be the final countdown? Air Force. Where to watch Pearl Harbor? I bomb Pearl Harbor, December seventh. Uh, prob- no. Probably where to watch Pearl Harbor. Where to watch Pearl Harbor? It was nineteen forty-one. You said it uh, the first time. You didn't yeah. say it the second time. Okay. Well, it was on there. What 1978 comedy had the famous line, was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? That's it. Scooch, you know this one? No. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? I'm pretty sure that's a rejoin we have. It is, I'm pretty sure. You don't know that movie? I don't. Have you seen this movie? I'm not sure. I don't know the movie. You know it, right? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You don't know Mr. Blutarski? (laughs) Animal House. 0.0. 0.0. Yeah, I have not seen Animal House. That's Scoots, oh, come on. That's that, I know Trevor used to do that all the time with TJ, but like that is a American okay. classic, one of the best comedies Same. ever. Like, Get you, off me, guys. I'll make it happen. Jeez. Enough peer pressure. Unbelievable. All right, Corey. For the 60th anniversary of the attack on Pearl Harbor, Hasbro in- introduced a special line of this military action figure. You would think of G.I. Joe. Yeah, I would, I would think G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe's right. All right. Last one. What two actors played the fighter pilots Danny and Rafe in the 2001 film <laughs> Pearl Harbor? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Josh Hartnett, Ben Affleck. Yeah, I wouldn't have got that was, I probably that was wouldn't also, have got, I probably wouldn't have got Josh Hartnett. Josh Hartnett really took a nosedive after that performance. Yep. There, there, he was very hot and then was very not. The, the, the thing that's underrated about that movie, though, is like the whole... After the fact, when they show the, uh, and now I can't think of his name, but that attack on mainland uh, Japan, and they ended up landing in China. I don't know why I can't think of the the guy's name that orchestrated it. That it's pretty famous, but like that that part of the scene, movie was pretty cool. Why can't they do little? Do little's, um, hmm. yeah. When when they flew over, they bombed Tokyo, and they crash landed in China. Like that was pretty cool. Uh, pretty cool scene. Woody Harrelson's their uh, commanding officer. It's just the love story there was well, very yeah. ham-fisted. Yeah. Very ham-fisted. Corey, we appreciate the trivia. No problem. Did you agree with the use of the atomic bomb? Just something light to get you out before we go. <laughs> uh, Sure, yeah. <laughs> okay. Corey, uh, anything else? Uh, that's it. Do that's the cats get back on track Saturday? I uh, hope so. Uh, did, did Penn beat Nova? Is that right or no? It's true. Oh, yes. Well, everybody did. Everybody beat well, Villanova, but... Touche, touche. Pin, pin um, included. I, I hope they take more than 17 threes. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah, you and me both, buddy. Keep on shooting. All right, Corey, thank you. Enjoy your thank work you day. You're getting uh, to uh, it, aren't you? Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. All in right. your weekend, you're not work. Yeah. Make sure everybody's following Corey on Twitter. I'm sure you already are, though. At P 8 And we'll be back next Thursday with some trivia. Until then, Roush, let's get to some grab-and-go textures to get us back on board. I feel... Like, I need to go watch some of these Pearl Harbor movies when I get home today. A texter says, a South Georgia Wildcat haiku. Do you remember the rules of a haiku, Roush? Not specifically. I know it's syllables, Isn't three five, lines. Seven, five? That sounds right. Yeah, Ooh, so. I thought it was 757. Seven. Well, we're going to find out here. Hi, Brock Vandergriff. Hi, Brock Vandergriff. That's five. Okay. 
Hope you're not Devin Leary. <laughs> okay. All right. That's seven because that would suck. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, South Georgia Wildcat, for a little poetry to get our morning started. Plumley Bro 2 says, with all due respect, you all totally stole the KRC curse from the KSR curse. That's not true. No, we I don't just know. had this trend of like weird things right when we got off the air at 9 a.m. Yeah. Anywhere between 9 a.m. and 7 a.m. the next day, stuff would happen. It's so weird. <laughs> I don't know how that works. And then sure enough, we'd be like, oh, we just missed being on the like air. Yesterday. We'd have to come back the next day Although and do it. It has been unusual the amount of breaking news we've gotten on air as of late. That's that's the kind of uh, did 11 personnel with Lucky last night. He's like, normally the coach's contracts would be a top of the show, 30-minute conversation. And it's just, it felt like that happened three days ago. Did you all know that yesterday was the one-year anniversary of Satterfield leaving Louisville? With, uh, and us getting that breaking news on air? David tweeted me that and said, I hadn't gotten to listen to the pod, but I hope you all brought that up because that was one of the most electric like on-air moments. I meant to go back and listen to that podcast. Because we were just giggling, right? You should have pulled, no, pulled it. It was TJ doing the, Hannah! Hannah! And then he just yelled at. I broke Remember the, that? I broke the news to Hannah. <laughs> that was that was one of my favorite K, KRC moments. Yeah, uh, some producers may pull that audio and play it just so everybody could relive the fun and the laughs. But you know, it, I'm not going to tell folks how to do their job. Uh, yeah, no, that was a, uh, a a funny day, but one for U of L that was monumental. You wouldn't change it for the world. While it was briefly embarrassing to have your head coach plucked from Cincinnati once, like you, you got the facts of it. Yeah, <laughs> which was Scott Satterfield's leaving you, and they're paying him to do such. It was like, oh my gosh, this is a gift, and it was. It was a, a Christmas gift came early for U of L, and since then their football program actually has life and a little bit of spunk to it. I just can't even imagine that. like what a. I mean, I think Trevor would trade that for hitting the actual lottery. It is a Trevor should get in trouble with the radio station for missing Monday's show. It was two straight weeks he was blaming officials for U of L losses, and he didn't even have to do radio on Monday to like have to stew in it. Well, let's take him to the gulag. I agree. I agree. Yep. Another morning grab and go texture on the Thornton's text line. You can grab and go with Thornton's. It's easy. You stop, you go in, you're going to save money, you're going to get special deals with the Thornton's refreshing rewards app. Uh, and, and that's how easy this text line is. Good morning, fellas. Indiana Tim here. Hey, Indiana Tim. Maybe the best thing about Vandergriff is the potential additions of a highly touted recruit following him. Roush? Probably going to be some of them, although I think Justin Rowland had an update that the IU wide receiver not as likely. Uh, Nick Roush had that update as well. Yeah. Shout out to Justin Rowland. <laughs> Yeah, no. I'm ne- sorry if, well, if I missed. It, well, Rush. no, and that's the thing. There's so much happening on the the boards right now. Things are happening at kind of a rapid rate, and things are changing quickly. Um, there was one of those like I was ready to lock him up as a commitment uh, yesterday morning, and then uh, by the time Kentucky got a quarterback, it was like, eh, not so fast. Not hey, so by, fast, my friend. Hey, by the way, TJ, I am a good producer because I actually saved that audio and I have it pulled up now. If you want to play it, how about that? Well, I, I, I can, you know, again, we don't have to. No, but. we should. We should. Let's let's do it. Let's do. It. We'll come back. We'll talk about UK. Hopefully, this is it. Bowl game. Holy man. crap, TJ! I'm sorry. Holy crap! Holy crap! Hit the breaking news button, Scoots. The Cincinnati Inquirer is reporting that Cincinnati is going to hire Wolf Scott Satterfield as its next host. 
No. Way. No, they're not. They're playing each other the Fenway Bowl. <laughs> Where are you getting that? Keith Jenkins. That sounds like a made-up name. <laughs> Cincinnati Inquirer. I've never heard another report from Keith Jenkins. Are you retweeting it yet? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, he was looking for an out, and this makes sense, right? Like, but, but what in the world? They're playing each other in two weeks, and he's going to go coach the other team. He went to the scouting report and said, nah, I'm good. <laughs> Oh my gosh. It's so real. It's real. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Won $4 in lottery club last night. I'm going to mute. I got to mute myself to, oh, I'll just do it on the air. Uh, Anna. Yes. Yes. Scott Satterfield is leaving you about to go coach Cincinnati. She just yelled, no. <laughs> uh. It was like a no, like a shocked no, like, but she's very happy about it. <laughs> I, I appreciate too the, the processing part of all that where I can barely get it out without laughing and you all are rightfully so just like, no, that can't be real. Like you got to tell us. And then the moment of realization when it hits you just, uh, wow. Ah, yeah. It was God, crazy. What it was is great. I wish, I wish Satterfield was still at UofL. And as we said yesterday, I wish that Malik Cunningham was his, Forever quarterback. Quarterback for life. Uh All-time quarterback. Absolutely. Uh, Indiana, Tim, back to your question about the portal. That's part of the reason why you do want to get a quarterback signed up and on board early. And, Roush, we we say this with basketball. I think maybe it holds a little bit more weight in basketball, but it's definitely true in football as well. Like, there's going to be other names that pop up. There's going to be some big names that pop up. The running back, we you were talking about yesterday that it could be Slim Pickens. Well, well sure enough. <laughs> we get know, a running like, back coming out. You, you, more running backs. Uh. You're going to get more names, and that's part of the beauty and the struggle of the transfer portal is when do you, when do you reel it in? When do you like well, the fish on the line, and when do you want to kind of wait and see what other bait you, you, you could use and what else you could catch? And you also are just like, all right, this guy comes up. All right, I – Kentucky's in on him, like let's let's go after him. But and then you think they're in a good spot, and then three or four days later, things change. Or mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's Moves it's a, quickly. It's a and it's it seems like it's a moving target too. Um, but to your point, we you started yesterday being like, okay, I like I, I feel like I know which receivers Kentucky's going to get, but where's their running back? Now you're you're like, okay, well I think they can get. I'm pretty sure they're still going to get Raymond Cottrell from Texas A and M. I don't know about the other guy. I think there's another guy. They have quality options not sure exactly who he's going to be but at least I got a running back option now and it's um chip Trainum, who is from akron he was the number five player in the state of ohio when he came out and uh tj we're on neck alert again with this guy he's putting josiah ne- hayes's neck on notice oh, if you man. check his ohio state bio his neck is wider than his head this man <laughs> is a freak he is What's the name one more time? Chip Trey, T-R-A-Y-A-N-U-M. Chip Trainum. Um, he scored he, the winning touchdown against Notre Dame. Exactly, yeah. He started his career at Arizona State. Essentially, what happened here, he played uh, two both ways. The Big Ten teams wanted him to play linebacker. He's like, screw you Big Ten guys, I'm going to go play in the desert for Herm Edwards. So he's running back for two years, transfers back home, goes to Ohio State, they have him at linebacker. They need him at running back, so they move him back. Now you've got somebody who could be a potential bruiser that you can add to your running back room 
would be a huge get, and I think Kentucky's going to jump on him because of the slim pickings in the running back market. And with some of the uh, depth issues at linebacker, if you need to switch the guy back over. Yeah, there late, you go. Why not? Uh, he's a, this is a huge man, 5'11", 234. So. He was on Bruce Feldman's Freaks list for a reason. All right. Hour one done. Hour number two. We'll get to the Thornton's tax line. We'll talk a little more football. We'll talk a little bit more basketball. We'll get to some nonsense. We'll see what's up with Scoots. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Okay. Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is. With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two. Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Appreciate Corey Price dropping in, doing some trivia. It is December 7th. 82 years since the attack on Pearl Harbor, and Corey Price gave us some trivia questions about it. So if you like trivia and you missed that, go listen to the podcast or listen to the replay of the show 9 to 11 here on Big X Sports Radio, and you can get the Kentucky Roll Call podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Just search for Kentucky Roll Call. The only place you can get delicious, fresh Mexican food in town is Salsarita is one of their two locations, Middletown and St. Matthews. Middletown, it has a drive-thru. Keep Salsaritas in mind for all your holiday catering needs. No party too big, no party too small. You can do it all online on the Salsaritas app. And then remember, double points on the Salsaritas app after 6 p.m. Wow, until double the, the points. end of the year. Just seeing now Trinity Athletics is tweeting they are taking on to sales and bowling tonight. Ooh. That's uh, a big one at Kingpin. Colts lost to the Rocks in basketball in overtime, but uh, they did get Ballard, beat Ballard. It yeah. sounds like the 6th and 7th regions are just going to be certified bonkers yeah, this yeah, year. Is Kingpin the one up off here off Taylorsville Road? Correct. Yes. That's in like a strip mall? Yes. Correct. So I've that's, I, a good, that's a good one. I do this thing where – I. If I have a break, I'll drive around because I'm trying to figure out this area. Slowly but surely, I'm like figuring out the whole city of Louisville. I'm just trying to connect the pieces to build the whole puzzle. Um, so I drove all the way down Taylorsville Road and I saw that place. And I was like, well, this is weird. Looks like it was like an old Kroger or something. Yeah, it's a shopping mall. Is that all? Is that the story? Yeah, I mean, like, yeah. aren't most bowling alleys in? No. Bowling alleys are in buildings. I feel yeah. like bowling alleys are normally standalones. I never really see them in a strip mall type setup. Yeah, but the, I've seen them in Bofa. Could name a couple of Bofa either way. I mean, when I think about it, almost all of them are there's something connected to them because they got to have a big building. The one in Shavley for the longest time had like a beauty shop and something else next to it. Like, hey, you know, look good when you bowl your 300. The Dixie Bowl is just it's like an, an enormous like the whole thing is just in a giant complex. So yeah, Scoots, I just couldn't disagree with you more. Hmm. I still think about that meme of that guy that bowled. 300 game on 9 11 2001 <laughs> have you seen you've seen that picture right <laughs> yeah i have and have you also he's got like like a half little smile on his face but like it's like you know there was a terror attack today yeah. but yeah but um, the tuesday night bowling you know <laughs> <laughs> i saw a florida state fan we had football practice their uh, defensive end i had basketball practice too ate salmon and it almost came back up the wrong way it was uh. yeah awkward i remember that very vividly uh, Florida State, uh, 
edge Peyton something one, you know one of their really good defensive players announced he's declaring for the draft or hitting the portal one of the two and one of the replies was this week has felt like nine 9-11s <laughs> Oh my God! It, like, it does seem like Florida football is. I'm not going to make any I mean, dumb pop. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Yeah, because they had well, the Florida's playoff lost thing. some people. I had, I missed the state part. Yeah, Didn't Florida yeah. uh, lose an edge Florida, rusher as well? Yeah, um, or some defensive big, stud. Yeah, uh, Prince something name that's hard for me to pronounce. Uh, he sure. entered the portal. Uh, they had their defensive line coach get hired elsewhere. They fired a lot of coaches, um, and really the problem is the kid they can't fire. Um, the dude who, uh, he looks, I don't know what he looks like, but he's very annoying on the sideline, their defense coordinator, Austin Armstrong. He's like a little doughboy with, uh, and he just, he sucks at his job. I really hate this guy. Yeah. I really don't like him. He's not good at his job, but Billy Napier can't fire him because he can't have three different coordinators in three years. So he's fired a bunch of other guys, um, including the guy who, uh, Corey Raymond's a big recruiter. I mean, I don't know very many SEC assistants on a, first and last name basis, but I know Corey Raymond because he's a very good recruiter. So he gets fired and immediately there's like reports that Auburn and LSU and all these other schools are trying to hire him to coach their secondary so he can be a badass recruiter. Um, so yeah, things not not going well for Billy Knapps in year three, which funny thing when I was doing my Gator Bowl research, so we actually do have a Dabo Mark Stoops joint virtual press conference today for the Gator Bowl. So you get some updates there around 2 p.m. Hope there's uh, some fireworks. Uh, I doubt there will be, but Let's hope so. Um, Billy, so Dabo was an interim coach when they fired Tommy Bowden. It was either Tommy or Terry, but they fired fire Bowden. He's an interim coach. His interim offense coordinator that year was Billy Napier. Hmm. Had no idea. Um, Dabo ends up taking over. His first full season was the year that Clemson got a little vengeance and beat UK in the bowl game. That was his first year without the interim team. Was that with CJ Spiller? Yes, yes. Yeah, they uh, cheated that game. Bunch of cheaters. Good for other tricksters. So we've got that today. That's at two or three. Um, but the big <laughs> thing happening today, UK Volleyball, Sweet 16. Rematch yeah. with Arkansas. That's at 4.30 I like on that ESPNU. It's at 4.30. I do too. I almost wish it was the 2 o'clock game. Nebraska will play at 2. Who do they play? Nebraska. I forget because they're going to win. They're, they are going to win. And yeah. it's like this team that I think has had like this dream season for their standards. Probably like And the, they're just going to get swept yeah, promptly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, um, I'll find it something directional but kentucky's played arkansas twice so far georgia tech okay the rambling wreck um kentucky's played arkansas twice they went to five at the game in lexington and then swept them in fayetteville this was just two weeks ago yeah yeah yeah, that was where they clinched their sec title uh, at least a share of it so cats riding high on 18 game win streak tj is the saying true is it hard to beat a team three times it is hard to beat a team three times, even in volleyball, but I do think Kentucky's just better. So, And they're playing better. So hopefully they win, and then I don't wouldn't give them really a chance in France to beat Nebraska, but somebody's got to. Well, Or they don't. They could win at all. But if somebody's going to, go ahead. And they're they're playing with a lot of confidence right now. So even when adversity strikes, the problem just with this Kentucky volleyball team in general is they don't have a go-to, let's just – just keep serving this outside. And she'll get the point for us, right? Like your finisher, Azani Teor, very good middle. Um, they've got uh, I forget the girl's name that's their outside right now. Who's good, albeit a little inconsistent. But it's not like just like hey, just keep giving it to Leah Edmond or Allie Stumler, and yeah. they'll just eventually close out the point and finish the rally, 
Like they they don't really have that. The the terminating point, I believe, is what they uh, a, a terminating uh, uh, hitter is what the, uh, they'll call it. The two seed and the three seed are playing in every region. Oh, it was it was pretty chalky. chalky. Yeah, it was Chalk City, USA. Yeah, that's how it goes. Does your wife feel good about U of L's chances? Uh, they got Creighton, who's tough, and then they'd get Pittsburgh if they win that one. She's she's not feeling great about the cards. Right oh now. no! Yeah, she she she's not liking the way they're responding to some uh, adversity. Now they Anna DeBeer to to step it up. They because uh, they I mean they dropped one a set to Wright State, uh, started a little slow the following game. So she she's not feeling as confident. Are they, did they play today or tomorrow? They play. Don't know. Gotcha. Uh, they play today, today at noon. Today at noon. Oh, okay. Thanks, Scoots. A little yeah. midday volleyball action. Um, going to be cool when the Final Four is here next year. So, pencil that in. Well, let's hope the cats are there. All right, yeah. let's get back to the Thornton's text let's line. Let's do it. 502-414-1450. If you're looking for a lot of volleyball and Pearl Harbor talk, we are your one-stop shop every day, 7 to 9, Monday through Friday. Text her on the Thornton's text line. I don't know where we're at. Uh, me neither. I was hoping you did because you were reading some of the grab and goes. Do we have any more grab and goes? No. No, there is one more. Hang on. Let me grab it real quick. Nope. Scoops is going to grab and then go. It's He said, uh, okay, guys, no more World War Three history. I don't think I've ever yelled at the radio more than this morning. Well, I'm glad you got a nice history lesson. Um, I hope you. What about World War Three? What, what about. We, Wait, oh, it hasn't started yet. No. <laughs> so we're future telling, fortune telling? Uh, Send some good text Monday discussing the basketball game and what went wrong. Hope we can get to them before the UNC game. Yeah, I mean you got to resend them, dude. We don't we like if we didn't read it then we're I, not gonna read it now. I went back and resent them. I don't know what happened to them or we may have just not gotten to them from all the weekend shenanigans. But they they have been resent. We will get to them and sorry for missing them. Cal Tucker's tweeted more about UConn than Kentucky this season. Well, you won't let are. Cal Tucker live his life on Twitter. Yeah, and also they're defending national champs, and they've been playing in a lot of high-profile games. He covers college basketball. He's probably watching them. Like and the, and they're good. Yeah. Although I don't – Cal Tucker and Rob Doster being all buddy-buddies not the most surprising thing in the world. <laughs> Texter says – it's not surprising to me that Edwards has needed time to find his feet on offense playing four with four good guards. His defense is way more concerning. I am shocked he's as far behind defensively as he appears. I, I, it just doesn't make sense to well, me. Well, the, the, the thing for me is I just anticipated him. I mean, how many times did we see him in that Wilmington game guarding, guarding a guard? Like, a lot. I mean, yeah. He's basically Kentucky's four. A lot of the times, he's built like a, a four guy. So you would you would expect him to be guarding some bigger guys, or you know what I mean. And so the, getting switched off, I think you, of course, he's going to struggle a little bit because he can't just use that length to to stop people. You would think the length would help though against mm. smaller people. Um, True, but I, I'm I agree with the texture. Like I knew his shot wasn't going to be great. I knew what kind of shooter UK was going to be getting out of him, and he'll have games where he'll, he'll hit a couple threes, and it'll be fun, and that's going to be awesome. But I I agree. Just the defense is wild to me. I didn't really understand only playing Bradshaw with Mitchell should be one or the other more often than not. Also felt like the offense reverted last season with someone on the block a lot of the time. I the Bradshaw Mitchell stuff. I don't know. Do they ever have I, a? Do they ever have a long stretch with it? I mean, you're, you're going to have to try some of this stuff out. Well, and I think a lot of it too is they're trying to give Bradshaw the most specific role possible because he's starting out. True. You don't want to put too much on his plate. 
and forcing him to be Kentucky's big physical bruiser in the paint is a terrible idea to start. No, and I don't think they ever tried to necessarily do that. They did get him inside, but he had probably four inches, five inches potentially. Like that, you know, I understand maybe thinking that that could be an advantage. I do agree with you that they wanted to probably keep it simple early for him. Hey, you know, go on the block, catch it, turn around, shoot. But I also agree with the texter that I, I don't want Cal to get comfortable with Trey Mitchell being the four. And I think he had some quote that, like, I, maybe I need to play who, I, maybe I need to play Jordan Burks at the three. Listen, you're not going to see a bunch of Burks moving forward. I I got a little worked up on Saturday over his scheduling comments, but it's best not to let Cal's words bother you too much. I don't think we're going to see Burks at the three. Hopefully we don't see a ton of Mitchell at the true four. True four meaning that you've got Mitchell or you've got Bradshaw at the five or Big Z at the five or you gonna at the five. You will see some of it. Hopefully you don't see a ton of it. We want Mitchell or Bradshaw at the five, and we want them playing away from the basket more times than not. That's not going to be in every size fits all. Sometimes you're going to need them down low. Sometimes they're going to be lob threats, but you want them. The offense is at its best, Roush, when everybody's kind of playing five out. Yeah, no, and uh, mostly for spacing purposes, as we've mentioned before, but also it didn't didn't help that one of your best at creating in between all that space wasn't out there. Um, not sure we're going to see him back this weekend either. Wagner? Yeah. Is that the scuttlebutt? Uh, I'm just I'm just operating under that assumption. Yeah, I'm also kind of leaning that way as well. And if you do see him, I don't even know if he's going to be 100%. Uh, but I'm can, okay with this is, not is, seeing him. Is it him. weird that I, I think you mentioned it yesterday, but I'm kind of with you where I want to see how they respond without him. Yeah, like that was kind of embarrassing Saturday, guys. Let's see if you all are ticked off about it. Trey Mitchell is, mm-hmm. or at least he's saying the right things to prove it. Right. Like Dillingham, Shepard, Reeves, you all are going to have to be the guards to go win a game. Wagner's out. Oh, like we didn't think that was going to be a big deal. Turns out it is. Show us that it's really yeah. not as big as a deal. I agree with that. I'd like to see him just because I don't want him to be out like next week or anything like Correct. that. But I didn't really understand. Uh, Texture says one team playing with nothing to lose goes a long way in college basketball. And that's another thing about the over. Like, that was a bad loss. It shouldn't happen. The standard and expectation for UK basketball should be not to lose those games. But also, like, reality sets in. Sometimes it does happen. And I think, Roush, we talked about it yesterday as well, that the I think you don't see the total huge freakout because I think people are just believers in this team. And you didn't have Wagner play. But it is lost on some folks, just like the randomness of college basketball. And then you mix in no starting point guard. Then you mix in that like four of your players that were out there the majority of the time were freshmen or first years with this team. And you can understand that like on any given night, a team playing with nothing to lose can go get your ass if you just Cal was really bummed that like the ball stopped moving. Now you can yeah. we can blame Cal. I think we did. I think we were like, well, at some point, dude, like, you know, make them pass it or get the people in there that are gonna do the right things. But he seemed just as surprised, I think, as a lot of fans with, like, what was that? Like, why did they play so differently? Mm-hmm. Was well, it strictly just because of Wagner? I guess so, but still. And it's also one of those things, I don't know how much he's even had to coach sharing the ball. I mean, it's felt like it's come naturally to this team so far. So, having the ball die, uh, <laughs> kind of odd. And also, I, I appreciated that he had to do his first, like, he had to be the bad guy for the first time. Mm-hmm. Which I loved... Um, the quote that Donovan Mitchell had where he was scared of Rick Pitino for two years at Louisville, yes. which uh, some people probably – like I, I, that's a great quote. You should have a kind of a like, oh, no, like he's pissed off today. Like I'm in tr- – watch out. Like I, I like that. I, 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 
a head coach should have that sort of relationship, I think, with their players where, no, you're not, like, afraid to perform, but, like, there's a – I think there's a fine balance there, TJ. Yeah, you, I mean, that, that's, I think, just kind of basketball 101, right? Like, you got to have a – In any sport, really. You know, you should have you shouldn't football. Hate your, you shouldn't hate your coach, but you should also respect them enough to want to try to get better and it listen should, to the things they It should they put enough to do. Uh, pressure on you to try to perform at your high school. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. A texter on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450. I'm not sure exactly what's wrong with Kentucky's defense in the last couple of years, but it feels like it goes beyond the lack of rim protection. Maybe I'm wrong, and that solves it. With that said, rim protection was never Bradshaw's strength, so our expectations shouldn't be too high well, there. I, I mean, can can a lot of it just be that Antonio Reeves has played a lot of minutes and he's the worst defender I've ever seen on the perimeter? I think that's the answer to your question, Texter. Like, <laughs> you, lo- you look at some of the perimeter players, Antonio Reeves getting tons of minutes, Kellen Grady getting tons of minutes, Davion Mintz getting – Davion Mintz was better than these other guys defensively, but right. still not a great defender. But, Cal but a lot of guys who just well, aren't great defenders, right? I mean, go and, back to the 2020 team when you had Maxi, Quickly, and Hagens as your guards. I mean, yeah. those guys – if defense wasn't their strength, they were – very good at it. I mean, you know? it was Hagen's strength. And I do feel like, you know, there is a delicate balance between, well, we want to be able to score, and I get it that people want to shoot threes. I don't think Cal has, like, totally changed his offensive philosophy. But there is an emphasis on scoring in basketball. Well, there's an emphasis on scoring with kids, too. I mean, kids want to score, too. You'll still get defensive-minded players. You'll still get defensive specialists. But – that's just kind of gone a different direction. It would have – a lot of what have been solved, too, TJ, was uh, – I didn't get to watch a ton of the, the the game in the Jimmy V the other night, but people tweeting about Terrence Shannon. It's like, oh, man, that guy. Yeah, he was a man. That would I, have been, I, I would have been in on that. It would have been nice to have him yeah. uh, playing defense for the Cats. Text around the Thornton's text line. Just listening to yesterday's show, I don't know if that was – I don't know if this oh, is this an old is text or not. I think. Oh. Your temporary sidekick is betting against Louisville for Florida State and then saying Florida State versus Michigan is not a sexy matchup that would bring viewers. Tell him to go back to sleep and take his baloney to another mic. I didn't know, yeah, what that was regarding, Scooch. Is that you? That is me, but, I mean, a typical Louisville fan just can't listen. I bet for Louisville, not against Louisville. I bet for Louisville. And then at some point during the game, I realized, you know what? I'd rather have Florida State win because it's going to cause the most chaos and and headache for the committee. Gotcha. Ah. So you got it backwards, Ah. dummy. Scoots, you You, played some Am I the Jerk on the Rutherford show yesterday. I did. Yeah, we had some good ones. You also played the dirty version of Wiz Khalifa on Wacky Wednesday? I did not. No, I don't know. You what played the about. dirty version what of Wiz Khalifa says, on Wacky Wednesday. The there was there the wasn't a version. single cuss word on anything I played yesterday. Are you sure about that? Oh man, no. Scoots. Hope not. We See, might send you the gulag. Let's just keep calling me out and let the FCC get involved. Great idea. I think we need to visit something that happened on the text line yesterday. The Thornton text line. A lot of people were saying you didn't know you were surprised by pregnant women and traveling and stuff like that. Can you give me the details? Oh, here, my gosh. Yes. Yes, I can. And I, I mean, I have to plead ignorance, I guess, in this situation. But I didn't know that pregnant women didn't fly or couldn't fly. Or I, I still don't well, know. Humans if, can't fly just by themselves. I still we're, don't, not, <laughs> we're not made for that. I'm still confused whether it's pregnant women just can't fly across the country or they just don't want to because it's uncomfortable but yeah i didn't i had no idea that was a thing see i knew there was something to it but isn't it like if it just depends on what trimester they are yes all right yeah so it's like 
Like, you're not supposed to travel more than two hours if you're in your third trimester or something like that. Yeah, Scooch, the closer you get to, like, game time with the baby, mm-hmm. the the more risky, the the less mobile the woman should be. The So, like, what, in this hypothetical, was it, like, somebody that would be, like, 12, you know, nine months pregnant, about ready to... Yes, so, basically, it was one of the Am I the A-hole stories where the husband goes to the family or vacation with his family every year in Florida but his I guess they were fiancés at the time fiance was like nine months pregnant but so she was gonna have to stay home and spend Christmas by herself but he felt obligated to go down to Florida because his family wanted him there and so I brought up the point I was like well why can't she just fly down there and spend Christmas with them because I didn't know I even asked Mike, I was like, do women have to have their own like certain doctor to to deliver the baby? Because if not, why not just have the baby in Florida? And that's when everybody was like, oh, what an idiot. <laughs> if she can't fly, I had no idea. I, I truthfully had no idea that was a thing. Yeah, well, it also scoots. Do you think you just have the baby in Florida and then just like oh, you know a day later be like, okay, got my baby in my suitcase, we're heading home. Yeah, no, I mean, after <laughs> I said it, there was obviously a lot of really good points made. So, I mean, I, I see the logistics of it now. It just wouldn't work. Yeah. Yeah, you you, you, you were I've never right had to a say baby. that maybe ignorance. I've never had a baby. I've never gotten anybody pregnant. I've never really known anybody well, pregnant. Let's just have the pregnant? baby on vacation. <laughs> I mean, it does happen from time to time. Sometimes the baby just comes and people will be in cars or they'll be wherever in a bathtub. But, yeah, normally you don't want to be on vacation. Although wild that the guy would just be like, yeah, honey, stay home, nine months pregnant Dude, yeah, like, for, Christ- a, for Christmas. Yeah, I mean. Are Jesus. you trying to get your head eaten? I mean, I'm even to the point where like, it, it, I'm tiptoeing around Christmas plans now. And it's just like regular <laughs> time, right? Like trying to figure out being with my family versus her family and all that stuff. So, yeah. Are you all thinking about a number three? Oh, yeah. Right, we get that question. We got room. Oh, yeah. So if another one happens. Other one happens. Yep. Oh, Roush and Brooks scream three to five. Three to five. Yeah, that's a big sure. difference. Oh uh, no! Once once you get to three, they just they, they take care of themselves. <laughs> I have had this philosophy that like you know I'm never gonna be rich. Why you know why not just have kids? And then like when you're old, that's gonna be a lot more fun than just having like you'd be rich in love. Rich in love, Scoots. You're absolutely yeah. right about that. But like I'm never. It's not like. I think a big thing for people is like, well, two to three kids. Think about the money between that. It's like, okay, well, it's marginally different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we're gonna be, we're gonna be, we're gonna be working every day. We're gonna be working for the rest of our lives, <laughs> like one way or another, right, whether it's right. two kids or three kids. Really, we're be I, I, the rest I think of our lives. a lot of it comes down to is just like, uh, once you add up the more kids, it's like, all right, how many fun trips can I still do? Which that's the biggest. Probably not as many, yeah. but like your That's fun trips are going to be living in your house and like making yeah. those memories and yeah. whatnot. Um, I, I've had that thought cross my mind, but then again, I I need to get two under my belt and then see how I'm feeling. Yeah, maybe maybe right, I'll have right. two and just be like, I'm mis- like miserable. Well, like I'm not sleeping. I'm not, you the, know. The thing too, TJ. I don't think it'll be is, like that, uh, Scoots, one thing you haven't learned about having kids, babies, they kind of suck. Like little tiny babies, they don't do anything. They just poop and cry and sleep and eat. But like Frank is now, you know, a year and change. He's walking around. He's like 
learning how to like play fight and stuff like that. His favorite thing is to grab on the Duke's hood of like his hoodie and have Duke pull him around the room. Like, we're getting into the fun stuff now. Is my point. Yeah. So you know that uh, it does change the perspective a little bit. Fun stuff. Oh, I can't. Texture got on the- puked on yesterday. Uh, yeah, that was great. Not a bad string of luck lately. Just a lot of. Oh, and a bird pooped on me. That was the other one. That's too. good luck, though. Yeah. This happened before or after the throw? After, after Vandergriff. Uh, <laughs> so, more good news. Maybe that was the Chip Trainum thing broke right after that. So, there you go. Kentucky found a running back after I got pooped on. <laughs> Texture says, not a grab-and-go text as I listen to the pod, but I can't wait for next October when we're talking about Brocktober all month. I'll see myself out. You're, just, you're spot on about that. I love a good Brocktober. I, I've been using the Vandegit pun a lot, too, TJ. I just can't. Vandegit? Yeah. yeah. As Kentucky Vandegit's their quarterback. It's great. <laughs> But, yeah, let's make Brocktober shirts. Can we be the first? We already call it. Dibs. Dibs. Ooh, Bro- what about Brock Timber? Revenge. <laughs> Brock Vember. Van- uh, I think we can do something November Vandegriff. Van December. <laughs> Scoots, what do you think about the, the dink movement? Excuse me? <laughs> Bless you. Is there not- Dual income, no kids. Basically, you and Gil. What I mean, I have to know more about the movement before I can have a. You're getting on a it. bunch of like young married couples that are doing this hashtag trending movement called Dinks. Dual income, no kids, and it's basically just these humans that are together that are bragging about not having kids because they have so much money. Hmm. Well, are, you, are you a Dink? That is that is not the case with either me nor Gil. <laughs> Despite yeah. despite not having kids, we still don't have a whole lot of money. So, so my th- question about they talk about all the great vacations they go adult. on and like how they can buy a car if they want, and they don't. Somebody did the math and they save like eighty thousand a year not having a kid, so it's eighty thousand them money. Yeah, but like, what but do then you... you're just lonely and sad, See, and my, you've got cats. <laughs> my biggest thing is how. Um, I mean, part of the reason why we started having kids too is not that we got bored with each other, but like you're like, all right, let's what's next now? Um, it's a it's a fun. The challenge. Republicans' war on birth control won out. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you. It's just that time of life, right? Like the things that were the, fun weren't fun anymore. So what is fun? Right. Well, and my brother, my brother's doing the transition from the, <laughs> the mid twenties, kind of going to the bars every weekend, where it's like, all right, well, I should do something else because that's kind of getting old, right? Um, so I don't know. Maybe there are some other fun ways that I Listen, so like going talks. to the movie theater and going to do like stuff that I treasure now. Like, oh, get to, but like I probably wouldn't enjoy it as much if I just did that all the time. No doubt about it, you and know? it's come, it'll come back. Yeah, I mean, my I've, our parents. I remember when like I was in college. They just seemed at times like they were bored out of their mind. Like you know, they probably miss running around a house and having to do or this, that, or they, the other. They actually really enjoyed it for like a year or two, and now they're like, all right, so grandkids. Well, they're thrilled with grandkids. Yeah, yeah exactly. you know, it's like yeah. folks, you only get one life. You, we, as far as we know, we don't know if you get another one. Uh, we have no idea. Nobody does. So you got to live it the way that you want. And if, if you want to live it, like, if you want to uh, be a dink, be yeah, a dink. Yeah. Nothing wrong with being a dink, Scoots. You just got to sing the song, dink, dink. Yeah, I'm not a dink, 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 dink. No dink, dink information. And if you want to have kids dink, and have dink, a fulfilled dink, life dink, and be happy, then dink, you can do that as well. Whatever, whichever one you want. 
I'm just kidding. I know a lot of people that have kids that don't seem all that happy, Roush. So <laughs> it's uh, not black and white, as we so often say here on Kentucky Roll Call. Another texter says, would Jack Harlow compete with old school Little Wayne and the bangers he released growing up? Jackson Harlow is great, but firmly believe he has greatly benefited from this era of hip hop rap being so buns. Agree or disagree? I mean, you're Scoots, asking—is this uh, this era of rap and hip hop—is it buns? Uh, does that mean bad? Means, means cheeks? Yes, I would. I would agree with that assessment. Yes, I'm sure the old John Spears didn't know what cheeks meant, right? Probably not. I think I, I said it in the text line. He was like, "What does cheeks mean?" Did he? And yeah, I think so. And was I think you were the week? one that you were like, "Booty cheeks." <laughs> <laughs> when was that? It was like two months ago, three months ago. It was a bit. It was a bit ago. You don't remember that? I don't. No. Okay. <laughs> I could be making it up too. Who's to say? I think Jack Harlow's fine, and I think he would have been fine also, ten years ago, twenty years ago. Yeah, exactly. Comparing eras, the older people are going to say, "Well, it wasn't as good as my era." I mean, Little Wayne's Fireman we thought was just such a banger, and it's really not that good. The song's of a song. terrible. I'm your fireman. Fire, fireman. Fire, 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 fire. I come in hot in. Yeah. I will say, though, uh, Carter 3. Just, like, try to beat it. I don't know if you can. It's great. Uh, the Carter 3 is amazing. Yeah. And uh, his little, like, album he made before the Carter 3. Sorry oh, for the, the wait and stuff like that. Was that the mixtape? Yeah. Where it had, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, No Ceilings? Mm-hmm. That's what it was. It was No, no Ceilings. Ceilings. That was phenomenal. They did the, the Mike Jones cover. That was the best one. And he did the... Uh, all right, maybe Jack Harlow wouldn't hold Boom. up. Maybe no. he wouldn't hold up. Yeah. No, he wouldn't. So, oh, also, you, some, of you Uval, notice- some of you Uval fans in their media that just like, oh, Jack's the best. He's just the best. You can well, not like his music, folks. You can like still be appreciative for him and not like his music. I've, I've heard like Rutherford be like, man, it's, it's, it really kind of slaps from time to time. It's like, Mike. You're, you're too old. You're so old. I do appreciate that, so how old. many songs that like, the songs played in stadiums that the kids get hyped to are songs that we listen to. Like Swag Surfing is still a very popular song in stadiums. Ooh, by the way, UK fans, you can get U of L, you can get in the door for the Yum Center for $110, and they'll even throw in Arkansas State and Pepperdine tickets, folks. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a UK fan, though, the get-in price, it's, it's more than $110 for the Yum Center. A number I bet Roush comes down closer to game time. Like I bet the day of you could probably get in for like sixty bucks, seventy bucks for cheap seats. But if you want a guaranteed ticket, the Ooh. holiday package. What what is it for just the Pepperdine game? Can we just walk in? Oh, no doubt. Yeah. I wonder if I it, mean probably I bet, no, but like two dollars, I bet. I bet it actually is more difficult to sneak into U of L basketball than U of L football because there's not as many people to blend in with. Eh. Well, you know what I mean? Like With UofL, the current state of U of L basketball, yes, correct. When they're rocking no, and rolling, it can still you can still sneak in. That's what I mean. I think it would be easier to sneak in because there's more people, and you can kind of like, you know, hide yourself in the crowd. Like Scoots, he would just get lost if he was walking between a Nick and a TJ. I did meet. Uh, All right, what seats do I want? Do I want lower corner, lower baseline, or sideline last five rows? What does that even mean? Sideline last five rows, like you're <laughs> up top, like towards the. The sideline being... Like facing directly the... Court. The end zone. Not the end zone. Okay, I agree with you. Yeah. Those, but I, those are $30 cheaper. Those sound like the best seats in the house. Yeah, if you're on the five, sideline, five rows, five from rows the, up from the Yum Center... No, no, those, I think they're saying five, five, five rows, rows from up the top. from the top. Like, Correct. Those are great seats. Yeah, I love those seats. Like... You're Instead in the of, lower level, yeah. but you're, you're in the last the five rows, yeah. but you're like near mid-court-ish. Yeah. 
somewhere oh, near the inlines? Yeah, I would take those too. What? Yeah. For thirty dollars cheaper? Yeah. What lower baseline is like the end zone, correct? Correct. And then lower corners, the corner, those would probably be fine. You can't go but lower baseline, my dad has season tickets there. He loves just being like close to the action Roush. And, but they're, and that's where he my does grandma, that with football too, yeah, right? And, and, Which I don't I don't like the being close. That's just his, he's not like an X and O dude. He just likes the experience and the so party. And I res- and I respect and, that. Yeah. But like he likes hearing the players talk and like the referee interact and stuff like that. But the seats that he has for the baseline or if you're like trying to actually watch the flow of the game or some of the worst seats in the well, house. Well, that was like when they used to put the media at Rupp on the first row of the end zone and you just didn't really know what was happening yeah, on the other end. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's like when they're coming towards you, it's, it's amazing. Great. It is cool and it does make you appreciate like how large these humans are and mm-hmm. the level of which they play. But it's not the best. Okay, I may have to get the sideline last five rows. And if I'm buying tickets for games I don't care about, maybe I don't spend extra money for it, you know? Okay. How about we take our final break? Yeah, and I can finalize this purchase. I'm getting my U of L tickets. Yeah, U of L Kentucky tickets. Absolutely. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We'll be back after this. No when to fold up. No when to walk away. No when to run. You never count your money. When you're sitting at the table. Shady Rays in mind for all your holiday shopping needs. Go to ShadyRays.com and keep that promo code BIGXHANDY at checkout. Save 40% on all polarized sunglasses. And they've got the snow goggles, blue ray, blue light, not blue ray, blue light glasses. They've got it all at Shady Rays. Promo code BIGX at checkout. All right, by the way, that UofL deal, no good. The last five rows were like the literal last five rows. Ah. And if you want the good seats, it ends up being for two tickets, like $420, which at that point, 210 for UK tickets, lower level. It's still probably better priced than what you'd pay online for lower level UK UL tickets. But I don't know. guess it's up to you at that point. But it's not necessarily like a, a – big steal i'll say that it's about probably what you'd get in for if you just bought tickets from a secondary market and then you don't have to feel bad not going to the uofl pepperdine and arkansas state basketball games what's you want to go cards to paul this weekend DePaul is really, really race to bad. the bottom they were losing about like UofL's 40 at halftime beat them should beat them relatively easily i think uh, so old Dwayne Peavy hasn't really turned them into a basketball power no, I think some of their other sports are doing well. But he, yeah. yeah, he has done well in some other areas, but basketball, not not one of them. Hey, uh, one thing we didn't talk about yesterday, what did you think of Charlie Baker's proposal? 
It's fascinating. I, I've I've had it written down. I had it written down yesterday as one of the show like main show topics. But then I kind of realized like we we would need a ton of time to properly talk about it. I here's what I like about it, Roush. It's the NCAA's way of basically being like, all right, schools, put your you know what's on the table. Either you're about this or you're not about this. Mm-hmm. Let's are are you for? Let's see it? who's for real. Yeah, I I like it from a let's see who's for real standpoint. That being and I and I like it from like. Rash, we're going to have kids that are going to be in college in like a few years. This is very student-athlete friendly. Yeah, so essentially, um, if you didn't see the report from Ross Dellinger, this proposal, if if a university opts into this new upper division, they would have to invest a minimum of $30,000 per student-athlete per year. They would do it via trust fund. So essentially, um, I think... For at what? least half their athletes, right? Not all of them. No, it was everyone. Oh, I thought I had read that it was at least half the athletes. Yeah, I think it's everyone. Hmm. Now, now the difference is, is I, th- I think financially, like it can vary per sport. Um, but the one of the Yahoo guys did the math and said it'd be about ten million a year, which is what, a, a drop in the hat from what they receive in TV revenue. How much was it? Ten million a year. Okay. So. That was what they would be pulling out of a trust fund that you would assume once it gets built up. I mean, that's just that it's pennies on the dollar. Uh, so that would be their way of directly compensating athletes. And I, I thought the key verbiage there was minimum. TJ, is that like some schools that really want to invest in them can really that's invest? That's what I like in them. too. And yeah. they're basically saying what they're trying to do is like, hey, the nil stuff that's going on, let's get it blanketed under the universities. Where also when people hear about these numbers of like ten million, how are these schools supposed to pay ten million? Well, they also want like the collectives to go towards that as well. So if a collective is getting, you know, six million a year, they want that to go into it as well. They basically just want the schools to they want they want to regulate. Yeah, Yeah, regulate this stuff. And this is a way to bring it in and this is a way to regulate it. I think it's fascinating. I think it's innovative. I think it's forward thinking. Do I think it's actually going to happen in the proposal which was presented yesterday or this weekend? Right. No. But the I think commissioners ju- were big mad too. They didn't get a chance to look at it before it went public too. Oh, we'll cry about it. Greg Sankey was like, "What the hell?" Yeah. You know, I mean, <laughs> the thing is, it's not law. It's not like the. It's not. It's not like it just passed and you all have to follow it. It's a proposal. I think there's a lot of good things about it. I think the people that are like the nil is the wild wild west. This gets it under. So, Roush, what this does is it basically resets the game. It's like pushing the power button on the, which my brother would always do when he was losing to me in video games. He'd be like, Is that a bug over? Is that a spider? I'm going to go kill that spider. And then he'd turn off the game. And it'd make me so, it triggered me to Bolivia. He was like, Well, I don't know who's going to win. I mean, you were up by 40, but like the game, something happened to the game. He was such a little weasel. That, that is. But is. what this is going to do. Is it's going to allow these universities the ha- I mean, look at it as the haves and the haves nots. It's kind of maybe a cruel way to do it, but it's it's true. It's going to allow the haves to be. They're still going to compete for championships. That's the part that I don't really understand. Is that like NCAA was like the the haves and the have nots will still compete for the same championships and still can play each other and they can still even be in the same conferences. But it's like. One is just going to have like a star next to its name or an asterisk or something, and then the other ones won't. But what it's going to do, Roush, is be like, all right, here's the baseline. If you go to these schools, you're going to leave that school with money, and that's cool, and we like that about this. But then it's basically going to come down to like, but some schools you're going to get a little bit more money than other schools. What this basically will be 
It's just like back when people were recruiting and money was illegal. <laughs> like, don't look at it as money is illegal, but like, which one has the better setup for you? Well, they've got better facilities, but I've got a really good relationship with this coach. Well, I would leave the school with an additional $6,000 at this place, but I really like this coach better. It's just going to basically get it back to where it is. Where right now, Roush, it's like some people have unbelievably advanced collectives that are just so, you know, they get so much money in it, and it's so detailed, and it's so good. And then you get other schools where it's like, what's a collective? We're trying to do something like this. Mm -hmm. We want to do something like this. This is just going to get it kind of categorized, I think is the best way to put it. You're going to have the schools that are going to participate in this, and they're going to get better student-athletes because people are going to want to leave money, and their athletic programs are going to be better than the other places. But then you'll get the other places that will say, hey, we've got more of the amateur model. People can still make money here. They can still benefit from nil here. It just ain't going to come from the school. You're not leaving when you graduate with an additional $120,000 or whatever the amount would end up being. I love it. Uh, I think, you know, for everybody, NCAA this, NCAA that, they're, they're finally showing a little teeth here at least. My my big question, though, is what it, the ultimate holdup, though, is what, what does it mean for the – is the NCAA really going to do this if it re- runs the risk of jeopardizing their moneymaker, the NCAA tournament? I don't think it has to, though, and they're saying that it won't. They're saying they're that basically saying, the NCAA tournament's just going to be what it is, except you're going to have some teams where you've got dudes that are making hundreds of thousands of dollars or will when they leave the school, and you'll have others that are just, you know, Bellerman. Like, basically playing AAA. Yeah. AAA versus the major yeah. leagues. Yeah, and you're yeah. going to get that. And will you ever have the AAA win it all? No, I highly doubt it. But it's still basketball. You still have to tip it up. You still got to go play it. And it's probably looking like it's going to be what? About 60 schools that would do this? Some of those schools won't be able to do it as well as other players. I mean, they're going to lose. They're like it's not you'll you'll get some of the AAA upsets from time to time. You just won't ever have one of those schools win at the highest level, which they weren't anyways. You know, I mean, you could make a case that like Florida Atlantic and San Diego State last year were on the verge of doing that, mm-hmm. but guess who did though? It was UConn. Huh. Traditional power. Let's get back to the text line. It's a fascinating thing. We could spend two hours. We could spend the entire show on it there. And we'll, we'll just we'll learn how it develops because it's, it's, it, it is just in its infant stages, right? As always, just being fully transparent. I look at everything from a UK perspective. Got to look out for number one. This doesn't hurt UK. This doesn't – I think this advances UK past some of its competitors slightly. You know what it would really help is right now in this free agency period, mm-hmm. Kentucky – I don't – there's always going to be people with a little bit more money than others, and I think they're very competitive for the most part in nil regards. But like there, there's some guys where you might be able to like, right? Maybe we can rework the dollar amounts here. Like you, you probably have a little bit more wiggle room in your budget to go out and buy some of these guys. Good point. And yeah. also, you know, if you're a well-funded athletic program, they're really good with money. You got good relationships with sponsors. Oh, Mitch is, can, Mitch is great with the bottom line. That can play into this as well, where just the schools have more control, like Roush said. Billy tweets into the show and says, asking if someone's going to have another kid is boomer behavior. Everybody was wondering it. Roush is my buddy. I can ask him whatever I want. But, you, <laughs> but, you, but Billy, you are right. That is boomer behavior. Oh, yeah. I'm surprised. I don't think we got that question at Thanksgiving. We did have the dink thing until 35. Got to travel, save money. We outlasted the olds asking us if we were ever going to have kids. Oh, my gosh. And five months old life is way more fun than I figured. Yeah, Billy, I think you did. That sounds like a good way to do it. I've, uh, my, my stepsister did it similar. 
they again million ways to to skin this cat yep. or not to skin it at all yep. uh, whatever you want everybody leave the cats alone that sounds great billy sounds real nice Clark. pretty fun yeah pretty fun um terry Miners did just tweet out like a, a funny coke ad it's really great the dink yeah wow. yeah he was in our hotel not too long ago terry my mm-hmm. whoa yeah. my Ooh. one of our front desk girls got her picture with him what was he doing in the hotel he was, I think one of his friends from back in the day was in town staying at our hotel, so he was like there visiting him. They were going to get what dinner. What was she doing in town? No, it was a guy. <laughs> Text her on the Thorns text line as, who is the staff seriously considering for a backup quarterback role? Has Bo Allen a serious thought by the staff? I love the Bo Allen stuff, TJ. Is there anything to it? I can't tell you, because I, I don't know. It's all coming from old heads around Lexington, so... It would like make, you, you feel like somebody would come out and just be like, no, guys, no. But the fact nobody's doing that, I would love Bo Allen to be a backup. Bring it on. The only annoying part about it would be a certain segment of this fan base would probably just the first bad game. From Bo, got, got to put Bo well, in. So Bo knows. The reason why Bo Allen would make sense, A, he'd be a grad transfer, so he could technically play if you need him. It makes more sense, though, of just having somebody that knows Cohen's offense in that room because – Cutter doesn't know it, and Vandergriff doesn't know it. What the hell is Deuce Hogan doing? If if Deuce can be that hey, guy. Hey, we got the guy from Dayton still there. Yeah, and people were asking us about Floorham? Yeah. Is Floorham going to play? Oh, the walk-on from Dayton? No, I don't I don't believe he's going to play. Uh, so, from that aspect, it makes sense. You can be a GA eventually, right? Like, you might want to do that. It would be a very unusual career path to, like, leave to go play, play some, and then come back to not play. Um but you know, if he wants to, I don't, I don't think they'd have a problem with that. And he certainly has some familiarity with Cohen. Uh, but that was just one spring, so I don't know. It, the reason why people aren't just going out and saying not, nah, TJ, it's it's very hard to get anything out of what's going on over there. Like, I'm operating under a lot of assumptions because people just won't like confirm stuff that's happening in the future. Well, they'll, they'll confirm if it's start, happened in the past. Start picking up some bar tabs, buddy. Get the scoop. Is that is that how you get scoop? Is you pick up bar tabs? I think you go around the right local pubs in Lexington. But they, but they aren't in pubs right now. They're like on the road. They used to go to the right pubs. Oh, <laughs> just go to the right pubs. <laughs> well, they'll be there this weekend. We've got official visitors. You go into every Texas Roadhouse like, I, in the general vicinity, and then you'll find the, them. Which the, the Texas Roadhouse kid was Quasheed Scott, and they're getting the return official visit this weekend. I, I think I, he's been on Flip Watch forever. I think they're just going to get him to sign in December. Okay. Yeah, I'm in on. I, that's good, right? Yeah. Yeah. South Carolina's been trying to prime away, but I, I think Kentucky's going to end up closing that deal. Jeff Brom, to no fault of his own, has made UofL football Twitter unbearable. Blankenbaker just doesn't understand ball to the point it's annoying and embarrassing. It's not annoying. It's embarrassing. Excuse me. Have a true belief with substance and facts, not whining and crying. Yeah. Uh, I could tell you a little something about every UofL media member, like in a fun, nice way. Not like, yeah. like Blankenbaker's just delusional. He's totally delusional. Ra- uh, Rutherford is lives in reality, I think, more than any other UofL, and I think that's why he's got the following that he's got. Uh, Nick Coffey, he does good job. He does a good job with the radio. You can tell that he's like, I am in the money-making business, and this basketball program is dead. I have to find a pivot. So his pivot is like doing the video stuff. Yeah. And it's like that's going to keep us entertained and busy until this basketball it's, it's, program uh, actually gives us something. It's the self-deprecation to keep it. Like we're laughing through the pain. It's a, it's a, smart, it's a smart strategy to go. Yeah. Uh, Mingus is – he has good analysis 
Um, but he, he's got definitely his nose kind of turned up to the SEC and UK, as you would imagine. Um, Did I hear Coffee was a UK grad? I don't. I don't know if he was, but a ton of them are. Yeah, I, I uh, heard that. Paul, it, Paul, it Paul, Paul Rogers is. I knew that. Yeah, uh, Diener is. Yeah, it's funny to hear Blank's football analysis though, because it's just like, what sport are you watching, buddy? It's Seriously. just it's through a completely different lens. And he goes to all the games too and stuff. It's just like do you, the way you, it's processed is so interesting. Yeah, like you're like, what are you feeding mm-hmm. this through? John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, Soto's are the Yankees plus Verdugo from the Red Sox. The sky must be falling. On a side note, who could end up as Trump's VP? DeSantis or Haley are up in the polling numbers, but wow, Ramaswamy is going crazy in the debates. What do you all think? Well, got to go talk to you later. I didn't watch the Newsmax debate because I'm pretty sure I don't have Newsmax, so I didn't see last night. Saw a little. A few I, clips I enjoyed. Of it. Uh, I didn't. I thought it was very funny. I was going to pick up a. Uh, or no, yeah, it was getting coffee. Look at Nye and Peak when we meet to go to Lexington. It's out by like the Kroger on Taylorsville Road and Gene Snyder. And somebody had a Ramaswamy sticker on their car. I'm like, you're you're really you're you're doing this for the the primaries that your vote doesn't count on in Kentucky. That was uh, it's like good. I mean, good for you, but also weird weird fuck. I see the appeal with Ramaswamy. Vi- Vivek rhymes with cake. Vivek. 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 There you go. Vivek. Um, I see the appeal with him. I'll say this. Haley and DeSantis, if they, they need to team up immediately and probably be DeSantis with Haley as the VP. I don't think DeSantis would be the VP to Haley. But whichever – if any of them want Trump not to win, they need to, they need to do it soon. Put our powers together. They, and they do. Uh, and I think that that would be an – that would be like the moderates versus the extremes in the Republican Party if you had DeSantis and Haley kind of team up to take on Trump and then Ramaswamy's really trying to, like, campaign to be – Trump's VP, which I think Trump would like, but what do you really gain? Like, what new audience are you? Maybe a younger audience. Is he really running again? Trump? Yeah, yeah, he's like winning the polls. He's probably uh, going to. I just love Scoot's brain. So yeah, much. like he's probably going to be the next president. Scoots. Can a woman twelve months or nine months? I always say twelve months. Can a woman nine months pregnant travel and have the baby in a different state? I don't understand it. Is Trump? Scoots, you're just your brain is so precious. <laughs> Ooh. Just don't let any of the outside influences ever plug I it. I don't pay attention to outside influences. All you do is watch Survivor, you hang out with Gil, you reenact movie scenes and sports plays, and you just have a nice little life. You're dink. <laughs> um, can I provide some political analysis? Yes. Ron DeSantis can't win presidency because he doesn't know how to smile. He is very awkward, like <laughs> not on camera. I mean, he's awkward on camera, but like off camera, he just doesn't know how to stand. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird, man. It's a tough time just like being normal. It, which is also like, how did you become a politician without I agree with normal that. social skills? Yeah. And I get it. Like, it's probably hot. You know, it's hot. You're probably nervous to a certain degree and you don't want to like look nervous. But by not wanting to look nervous, you just look <laughs> incredibly nervous. Some of the like smiles, it's just like, yeah, buddy, tough. hey, like, do your normal fake smile. My kid knows how to do a normal fake smile better than you. Uh, we got our school pictures back, by the way. I went and picked up the kid yesterday and the teacher's like, did you see the school pictures? And I could tell she wanted me to like look at them in front of her. I was like, no, I haven't looked at them, but let me see. I was like, oh, first thing I said, I was like mom is going to scream when she gets these they were perfect like perfect <laughs> like you would think that she's like a little child model most of the time doll. she's like crying in these yeah, pictures right, you know right. but and i got home and hannah was home and i gave her the pictures and she was just like what? she screamed she literally <laughs> screamed she's like i'm buying all of them i don't care <laughs> she spent 120 dollars and bought every single one of them 
Scoot's losing mega. Uh, you said losing for what it was worth, Texer. Scoot's well, losing mega points this morning for not having seen Animal House. Please tell me you've at least seen Airplane, and surely you can't be serious. You've seen Airplane, right? No. Oh, Scoot. Scoot's you're in for a real treat, though. Those yeah, are both those good are movies. Very they, funny. They've withstood the test of time. And they, they're one of those movies that, like, it just pound for pound, joke after joke, like one a minute. It's it's great. With our card fans suffering the last few weeks, I believe it's up to the Cats fans to do their part. We know how much it hurts them when someone does the L's down. I believe we should stop doing the L's down and take a page out of Jack Harlow's book and do the birds up. So when you see a sad UL fan, throw them the birds up. If they look really <laughs> distraught, then give them two birds up. This is the Cats fan way of showing the true Xmas spirit from a concerned Jefferson County UK fan. That's a funny text. Yep. Hey now, Nebraska is a lucky place for UK volleyball. They won the championship here. UK can beat Nebraska. Have yeah, Shannon Go Big Blue. Shannon O'Bannon put Go me in my Big place. Blue. I appreciate that. Hey, suck it, Patriots. The Stillers are coming for you tonight. We're going to rack up some points. With, and who's going to be the quarterback? Is it Mitch? The, Mitchell Trubisky. Ten oh, seconds. Oh, my goodness gracious. And the Cats beat Arkansas. Suck it, Hogs. Yeah, bad word choice. Blue we'll pig, be back tomorrow it. to talk about it. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Corey Price, Justin Kalen.